Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey, a weekly podcast featuring real and practical spiritual conversations from diverse perspectives here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today, episode 220, Prayer and Your Journey. And now your host, Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson. Hello and welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson. I'm the host, and I'm here today in 818 Studios with my producer. Good morning, everybody. This is Dave Croft. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Authentic Spiritual Journey. As always, I want to be the first to welcome you to a brand new week, a brand new month. It's September and uh, and yes, it's amazing. I, I uh, again, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna gush over fall in Florida. We had <laughs> I'm telling you, man. We had just a couple of weeks ago. We had our first non 90 degree day, and we were like, <laughs> oh, I, I think I've got to break out my pea coat. And, and I think and, it's and a season. Parka. Right? Yeah, it was, I think uh, it's a season. Yeah, but uh, for it's, a day, it, it's so good to to be with you again. Thank you for having, or thank you for joining us. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We have had a busy morning already, friends. So if you're feeling that energy, Dave. Uh, got his uh, studio, studio set up finally. Up, but, and everything's in a different place. You know, it's just, <laughs> right. you, you get so used to your workflow and even little things like your scroll direction on your computer. And so it's- Yeah, uh, little things. Yeah, it's like when you, yeah, it's, it's like getting a new pair of jeans, right? It's like, hey, it's a little little tight here. It's not really, <laughs> it hasn't broken in yet, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially going from the, the old pair of jeans that you've been wearing for eight years and- has grown, well, especially you. Has, you've has grown with you, shall I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, especially you. You've lost a lot of weight. Yeah, you've had oh, to yeah. get some new things. Yep, yep. And uh, you're right, boy. There's something to that. That is hilarious. Dave. Nice and comfy, worn in. You know where every little thing is. But yeah, but it's it's, it's really good to be on the new machine, and uh, hopefully, I'm well won't end in tears. Well, I feel me. like well, I feel like our listeners have been on the journey with you. You know, we've talked about it a couple yeah. shows and and it's good today is about prayer because you need it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I needed it. I need definitely needed it this weekend because I spent the entire weekend. I just I just put a, a movie on in the background. Uh yeah, and yeah. just 
got on my hands and knees. I vacuumed up everything because I had years of dust and everything from yeah. little corners of your office, you know, that you don't really explore on the, on the daily. And I did what I promised I would do, which was even though I couldn't move my desk, I did pull it far enough away from the window that I could actually walk there and not just kind of <laughs> suck in my gut and squeeze there, <laughs> but I can actually walk back there. And uh, yesterday... There was a big storm in Florida because, you know, Florida, Ghana, Florida. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I was able to op- not just open the, the shutter, the, the, the louvers or whatever. Uh-huh. I was able to open up everything and I watched the storm roll in and the rain. It was so soothing until yes. the first giant <laughs> <And> lightning strike. Because <laughs> usually I just hear them, right? And so I'm like, oh, right. that was loud. But this time I saw it flash. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm up. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a above a garage. So I, I don't know. I felt closer to it. I know that's that's. So <laughs> it was just stupid, a little too close. Yeah. It, no, it was, no, I get it. I'm like, oh my there. gosh, I'm much closer. It's much louder, and I saw it happen this time. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it was, it was, it was really, really good. I've enjoyed the the time, the the refresh time. You know, we've been talking. Yeah for a while about just kind of resetting and going with the flow. And uh, and even this morning, right before we were record, I go to start and yeah. like one of my cables wasn't working because I, so, so anyway, thank you listeners for joining me on this journey <laughs> of office rediscovery. Well, I think it was an important process day because so many of our listeners, you know, we all uh, are hard workers and having your workspace support you, I feel like was really important, you know, for, you know, sitting in chairs that are not ergonomically correct and our back is whacked out. That's not going to help us yeah. do a good job or feel like we're in the flow. And so I thought it was a great process because it did take some thought. It took some kind of like inner listening about what you needed. So, you know, what I love about our show is everything we do is is spiritual, yeah. you know, and, and, so and, and I thought it was a great process. And, and the final thing I'll say about it is it's really interesting because, you know, I, I cleared everything. Like, I, I kind of, like, went down to the, the base, and then I started putting things back. And they couldn't go mm-hmm. exactly in the same spot because, like, I'm using a different computer. It's not an iMac. Yeah. It's not an all-in-one right. anymore. And then right. as I'm starting to put things back on the desk, I'm, I'm thinking, do I really need this? on my desk anymore. Like, do I need this stack of papers, for example? Does it need to live yeah. in in my orbit so that it's always like in my in my consciousness? Do I need to it's made me rethink everything and uh it's made me kind of be a lot more deliberate about what is going immediately around me or what can mm-hmm. go somewhere else that I can access but doesn't have to be mm. at arm's length the whole time. And I think, yeah, I think it's, there's it's, an ext- you can extract your spiritual connection <laughs> there, you know? Well, yeah, especially when you're doing a lot of online work and you tend to pile things up. Like for our call, mm-hmm. I had to do a couple things today, but then you think, do I really want to live with this much here yep. all the time? Because, yeah, it is a distraction. It is uh, not an energy flow um, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's great. Well, and I, I do think uh, it does lead into our show today. For me, it does, because our show is about prayer, and prayer, for me, creates order in my life and world. And I wanted you to give our title, though. I yeah. can't remember it off the top it's, of my head. It's Prayer and Your Journey. Prayer, prayer. and Your Journey. Yeah. <laughs> I always have to say it twice. <laughs> yeah, Prayer and Your Journey. Well, <clears throat> what for me it's significant. Well, 
there's a couple things. What I started to say is what's significant about doing prayer right now in this month mm-hmm. is that in unity, um, every second Thursday of September is World Day of Prayer. And that's been a long-standing tradition in unity. And I love to bring it up, and I love to do it early in the month so that if anybody still wants to uh, you know, connect or dial in with some of the other uh, communities, that they can do so. And um, I like to lift it up. And I, as I mentioned, um, in a couple months, we're going to have um, the CEO of Unity uh, Village is going to be here as our guest with his new book called Zen Executive. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. But I want to make sure you know about prayer, the power of prayer, and the and the difference that some kind of prayer practice can make in your life. Um, you know, in in today's world, we hear it minimized. You know, I see I've seen on Facebook, although I'm not really on Facebook anymore. I've seen on Facebook. Well, that's enough thoughts and prayers, <clears throat> and people say that in the reaction to politicians. After gun violence, you know, saying, I'm going to hold you in thought and prayer. Well, so when it's said that way, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really have a lot of meaning. But prayer as we know it, prayer as as I teach it, prayer as unity teaches it, um, is very, very different. Because we're not praying to change God or convince God to give us something. We're praying to align our thoughts, our behaviors, our actions with God thoughts and God actions. In other words, we pray to align with God because God is, right? So I don't have to pray to try to get God to stop people from killing other people. That that That's not what prayer is to be used for. Prayer is to change me so I can live a better life. Prayer is to align with God. Prayer is to get my thoughts aligned with God's thoughts. And that might be different than how you've thought of prayer in the past. You know, it's like if I can just pray enough prayers, if I can say the rosary, if I can, you know, um, do my Hail Marys, then everything's going to be okay. Well, it's not convincing God. It's getting you aligned with the truth that God is Mm -hmm. through your prayer practice. Yeah. And and there's no wrong way to pray. I mean, people often ask me, well, I feel like I don't pray right. And I say, any prayer is a good prayer, <laughs> including help me, God, right? <clears throat> That's a great prayer. So think about, think about in your life right now, are you, you know, praying on a regular basis. You know, I have a friend who um, says to me, you know, I kind of just pray all day long. You know, she's in communication with God as she works, as she thinks about things like, God, please help me with this. God, please help me with that. So for her, prayer is an ongoing conversation. For some, prayer will be kneeling by your bed at night and saying, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. You know, that might be your prayer. Which once I think about it, it's kind of a scary prayer. Yeah, it's... <laughs> you know, God. But, but that could be your form of prayer. 
Now, I said something about the way I teach prayer and the way unity teaches prayer. So um, although I am a unity minister and I believe strongly in the principles of unity, I know that no one denomination can hold like all of my practices. And uh, what we want to encourage you to do is, you know, as I'm, I mean, you don't need my encouragement, I guess, but what, what I'm, what I'm thinking about and hope you'll think about with me is just, is there a way in which I could bring a little more prayer into my life to help me live a better life? You know, Hmm. I think we're always looking, how can I have a greater experience of God in life? How can I grow, prosper, evolve? You know, those are our three things we really hold on to is, okay, is this helping me grow? Is this helping me prosper? Is this helping me evolve? And if not, I probably don't need to be doing it. So prayer is one of those things that's going to help you do all that, grow, prosper, evolve. And it may be that as you look back on your journey, there have been times of prayer where you prayed a lot and then times where you didn't pray at all. Usually in times of need, we all get spiritual. You know, that old statement, uh, there's no atheists in foxholes. In foxholes, right. <laughs> yep. Well, in my journey, <clears throat> prayer. So I grew up in the Methodist church and prayer were prayers were written hmm. mostly. And... Uh, you know, when we said special prayers at church, we read them as a congregation. So that was nice because it was a feeling of community with that. But I can honestly say, I'm not sure I felt anything. Like I didn't feel a connection. I just knew they were good words to say. Well, then I started the Baptist school and prayer was a different thing. Prayers had emotion. Prayers had um uh, uh, I could hear like a yearning. It's something woke up inside me a little bit on that in the Baptist church. There seemed to be <clears throat> some kind of connection with God that I wasn't familiar with. And so I would just, you know, observe that hmm. and notice that I had a different feeling kind of at the space of the heart. It was like, oh, something... Something connects with that. And even though the particular teachings of the Baptist church I didn't um, always love, some of the dogma, but the prayer practice, the daily work, it looks no different probably than what I do every day in terms of how that was taught. It was you spend time daily with God in your Bible, with your prayers, and you do your spiritual work, you do your Bible work, you do your soul work. And I still have that Bible today with notes after notes after notes on talks, on scriptures. Yeah, prayer was most definitely a part of that. So the other phrase that was at the Baptist school, and I I have to talk about this because it's not unlike what I say about reaching the world with the podcast. On the wall of our chapel, there was this big world map 
that was elevated at the top over the over the altar. And it was one of those maps that was lit from the bottom. And it was flat, though, so, you know, the countries were a little bit off-size. But the idea was that was the world. And then there was it was lit in such a way that it looked like the world wanted to be illumined. And there was a statement across the top that said, to know him and to to know him and to make him known. And we saw that every day because we had chapel every day. So even though the dogma of that particular church felt limiting, even though the, um, what I was taught about, um, my sexuality was extremely hurtful. I'll always remember that statement to know him and to make him known. So it's okay that I didn't believe every word they said somehow through the prayer, (laughs) somehow through that higher intention, I still had some kind of God connection I'd never had before. And this is what I think prayer can do for us. You know, it goes beyond any dogma. It goes beyond any man-made, excuse me. This is what prayer can do for you. It goes beyond any uh, man-made dogma. It goes beyond any... um, any uh, set of rules because it is a direct connection with the divine. And, you know, we often think of prayer as talking to God. And what I've discovered is uh, in my own journey, when I write a prayer request, like at our church, we have a prayer request box and it's really a beautiful experience just to write out a prayer slip and put it in the box and just say, you know, I'm releasing this to God, you know, kind of thing. And what I've discovered is the writing of the prayer is the prayer itself. You know, nobody has to say anything or do anything. I don't even have to say anything out loud. It's an intention. So it's like prayer as I experience it is an intention of wholeness. You know, and so I'm using my words as a way to connect. I'm using my words uh, to to find that spiritual place inside of myself. And and the truth is, there has to be some surrender to the divine through the words, because it's not like I want this and I want that. You know, sometimes in unity, we get a little too full of ourselves and just think that, you know, God's a vending machine and I just... <laughs> I put in my order and I get out what I want, you know. Um, But, um, I mean, there are are certain laws of the universe and the law of circulation, which I love to teach. But there's something that goes so far beyond just manifesting things that's so much more special and so much more deeply spiritual. It's hard to talk about in words, but as you do it, it begins to be felt. Um, years ago, I was working with a native elder and he said, um, 
it's time for you to make some prayers. And I said, make some prayers. And he said, yeah. Have you ever made a prayer tie? And I said, no. He said, this is going to be an important step for you. And prayer ties are, uh, I've learned there in many Native traditions since then, but the idea of a prayer tie is uh, any prayer for something living, you use a red, all-cotton fabric and tobacco. And um, the tearing of the cloth is even a part of the prayer. It's a really beautiful experience. So we would get these large pieces of fabric and we tear little bits that were maybe three, two to three inches uh, across. And so we'd make like two to three inch squares. And then we would take the fabric and rip it. And my friend Muriel, who lives up in Canada, is also an elder, the Algonquin uh, of the Algonquin people. And she would say, oh, that's the sound of a prayer being made when you would rip the fabric. So you rip the fabric and then there's tobacco, always a big um, kind of a big bowl, usually of tobacco in the middle of the table. And you take a pinch and a little more, <laughs> you know, I love Native uh, Native American Indian um, the directions, you know, <laughs> take a pinch and a little more. <laughs> And you hold a piece of fabric in your hand, you place the tobacco in there, and then you breathe your prayer onto the tobacco, right? So you're holding this piece of red fabric, there's tobacco in the middle, and whatever your prayer is, you breathe on it like with a single breath, like, and then you bind it up and put it in your pillowcase and sleep with it under your pillow. Hmm. And you sleep with it there until you get your answer. And then you burn it and release it to the spirits. So, uh, and usually you do many. I've done, um, I think the most I've ever made is 200 uh, at a time. I had a friend who made 600 prayer ties. She was on silent retreat. That's all she did the whole retreat was make prayer ties. Mm. Mounds and mounds of prayer ties. She was really working something very deeply. And so there's something super spiritual about that act of the breath the breath. So, um, in that part of my journey, prayer was a real physical activity. And then as I slept, <laughs> well, it was funny because, um, as soon as I learned it, I started helping people do it because it was such a powerful experience. And somebody came back to me and said, I have had the wackiest, craziest, intense dream since I did this. <laughs> I go, Oh yeah, I meant to tell you that. I, yeah, I meant to tell you that. Side, and they were like, side effects were, include <laughs> side effects. Yeah, there should have been a warning label on this prayer practice. And and I said, and they go, well, now you tell me. I said, well, it didn't hurt you, did it? I said, it's all good. I said, it's all good. It's the spirits are now communicating with you in a powerful way. And and so yeah, so that's that's the red fabric. And if you're working anything with your ancestors, you use black and white fabric. Hmm. Yeah, it's a mixture of black and white. And and there's something really special about the tobacco. It's like bringing back a holy use for tobacco rather than uh, how we as Americans have used it, um, you know, recreationally. This is a real spiritual use for tobacco. 
Um, I've had many people, uh, a one, a woman in particular who had grown up around a lot of cigarettes and had a lot of bad memories. And when I taught about the prayer ties, it was a really big healing for her journey because she could find a holy use for that tobacco. And it, it was, it sounds so simple, but just the smell of that tobacco having a holy purpose really helped her heal all that. Yeah. You know, from her past, I don't know, it's wild. So sometimes with prayer ties too, some you'll see, especially in Oglala Sioux, they'll hang the prayer ties in a tree in their yard and let the wind take the prayers up. And I, I've done that as well. I, in my last home, I had a beautiful tree where I did often did my prayers. <clears throat> and I would take some of my prayer ties there. So what I love about that form of prayer is it took no words at all. It was just the intention and the breath. And then and then just waiting and being in relationship, you know, with the spirits who are working on our behalf. I Dave, I don't know if you've ever done that. I did it at CCU at one point. Had did you ever do that? No. I, I seem to remember I thought you did it in a class, I think one time. Because I, I, I think I, I did. I remember yeah. the, the the tobacco, and and uh, I, th- I think we uh, we talked about it during one of your classes there. Yeah, we did, and then uh, we did it at around the Thanksgiving time. Mm-hmm. You know, because most Native people are not into Thanksgiving. <laughs> Understandably. <laughs> Understandably, yeah. <laughs> uh, when I lived in an area where I knew, um, well, in Kansas City, I would invite Native uh, elders, you know, to my home on, on Thanksgiving. And that was always good conversation. (laughs) So, um, so think about that friends. I don't know, you know, where your journey is going to lead you, uh, in, uh, many years ago, uh, when I lived in Seattle, I participated in a Japanese process called Okeome, which was a receiving of the light, which was a prayer practice. So there's a lot of great practices out there and, and, you know, what I feel is so important on the spiritual journey is just to experience a lot of different things and so that you learn what really works for you, what really supports your journey, because there could be something that your life is really needing and you don't even know it yet. You don't even know what that, you've never even experienced it. And so anyway, I use prayers now as, you know, like touchstones for different situations. Like, um, I remember years ago when I was, um, I mean, this is early 2000s, you know, I found Unity in the late 90s at Seattle Unity. And the first class I ever took was a prayer class because I noticed that the way people prayed in Unity was different. We call that affirmative prayer. It's almost like affirming, uh, well, it is not almost like <laughs> it is um, affirming that whatever it is you need, you already have. And the, the the most famous, there's two really famous prayers in unity. One is the prayer for protection, which I'm going to talk about coming up at UNT, uh, because the prayer for protection was written by James Dillett Freeman for the soldiers in World War II. And since that prayer has been taken to the moon by astronaut Buzz Aldrin, and I mean, it's been used all over the world. And that's a real simple prayer right? Real simple. The light of God surrounds me. The love of God enfolds me. The power of God protects me. The presence of God watches over me wherever I am. God is. 
and then somebody added later, and all, all is, is well. well. Yep. Yeah, that was not in the original. And actually, the original prayer is much longer uh, than what we say, but I love that one. I've used that prayer for myself, for my child, for people in the hospital. It just, it covers everything. The light of God surrounds me. The love of God enfolds me. It's like, I am not separate. I am not alone. God is here. So even with bombs going off, the light of God surrounds me. The love of God enfolds me. It was, you know, those are all what we call affirmations, right? Statements of truth. So even if you're in the middle of a war, the light of God surrounds me. You're never separate, right? And so some of Unity's teachings are about um, um, really getting that idea into your consciousness. The light of God surrounds me. The love of God enfolds me. The power of God protects me. It's like just calling that in, saying those statements, gives you a tremendous feeling, feeling of peace. It's like, yes, all is well. All is well. The light of God surrounds me. The love of God enfolds me. The power of God protects me. The presence of God watches over me. Wherever I am, God is. Right? All is truly well. So, in other words, God is not way out there on a cloud somewhere with a big, uh, you know, a big, a long gray beard and a big gold <laughs> G on, you know. It, it, God is here now. And... I think, you know, uh, last month we were doing that study on Marianne Williamson's book, The Tears to Triumph book, and <clears throat> one of the key things she talks about is the reason we suffer is we believe we're separate, right? So all of Unity's prayers are about bringing that God awareness into the now moment. So wherever you are, God is. And, you know, if you wanted a, just a great affirmation for yourself to go through the day, you know, you have a hard day. You just say, you know what? Wherever I am, God is. All is well. All is well. Um, when I was going through a time of um, medical issue, I had a medical issue that was a fairly significant. And it was certainly scary because of what I thought was going on in my body. Um, uh I had to use affirmations to calm myself down. And one of those affirmations is my body is calm. My mind is free. All is well. I am staying in calm. My body is calm. My mind is free. All is well. I am staying in calm. My body is calm. My mind is free. All is well. And sometimes it would just take a few times. I'd, sometimes I would have to say I'm staying in calm because if I just said I'm calm, sometimes my body would go, uh-uh. <laughs> right? That anxiety can be really um, convincing that there's something to fear. And what I noticed, though, if I could just stay in calm and breathe, and I had it up on the mirror. My son uh, used it as well. Um you know, he had some things going on during that time. It helped him. He had a couple physical challenges when he was younger that were kind of hard to figure out. And he used that statement as well. So we had one in his room. There was one on the bathroom mirror. Just a little statement, you know. I'm staying in calm. My body is calm. All is well. And I find I come back to that statement a lot. All is well. Like if I'm starting to be concerned about something, I go, wait, all is well. Even if there's a problem, I know how to figure it out. 
All is well. All is well. The unity prayer that I love the most is called prayer of faith. Prayer of faith. And prayer of faith is actually a child. It was written, I say a child's prayer. It was written for children. I think it was first published in Unity's publication that was for children called We Wisdom, W-E-E. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we Wisdom was a little, it was like um, uh, a, a spiritual reading for kids that had prayers and stories of uh, manifestation. It was really, really great. I was on a committee years ago to try to bring it back. I, I still really want to uh, bring it back. I love we wisdom. Anyway, um, the prayer is this. God is my help in every need. God does my every hunger feed. He walks beside me, guides my way through every moment of the day. I now am wise. I now am true, patient, kind, and loving too. All things I am can do and be through Christ the truth that is in me. God is my help. I can't be sick. God is my strength and failing quick. God is my all. I know no fear since God and love and truth are here. Amen. And that's the prayer. Sweet, right? That's good. Can you imagine as a kid, if your mom was saying that to you or your dad when you weren't feeling well? That is such a special prayer. It's like all is right? So all those are affirmations. And many of you who've studied unity know that the reason we have unity at all is we have two founding people who had miraculous healings through prayer and meditation. And people just wanted to know what they were doing. They were like, well, you know, we're just sitting around praying together and, (laughs) you know, we're saying some affirmations and we're meditating. We're going into silence. And you know what? Things are changing in our bodies, you know? So I think uh, we're often um, unaware of the power we have to change our situation through changing our minds, and prayer does that, right? So I said at the beginning, prayer is about aligning with God. Prayer is about um, aligning our thoughts with God's thoughts, not about convincing God of anything, but it's like a remembering, Mm -hmm. and the prayer gets us there. It gets us from ego to soul. That's what prayer does. Boy, that's I'm going to write that down. Prayer gets us from ego to soul. It really, really does. So if you're not praying, find find a prayer. Start to make it a mantra. You know, what's a mantra? It's just a statement that you repeat. You know, you don't have to be Hindu to say a mantra. <laughs> Saying an affirmation over and over becomes a mantra. Yeah. My statement of, I'm staying in calm. My body is calm. All is well. Is became my mantra. That became my mantra. The other prayer, and we did a whole uh, show on this years ago. Um, it's a Jane Elizabeth Hart's prayer, and I there was a time I said this prayer hundreds of times a day, and because of that, <clears throat> it lives in me in a way. That prayer of faith and this spiritual prescription both live in me in a very similar way. If I need it, those prayers just come to my consciousness 
so quickly. Oh, there's one other one. If I have time, I'll tell you about two. There's I forgot about that other one. <laughs> or maybe that'll be another show. <laughs> but but um the prayer from Jane Elizabeth, uh, she calls it in her book, I noticed she changed the title in her book, uh, Spiritual Power Tools. It's called Prescription for Spiritual Alignment. Prescription for Spiritual Alignment. And on the original paper, I had like a literally a sheet of paper printed in purple. That's how old this is. And it said on the top, take three times in the morning and three times at night. <laughs> this is your prescription. And it goes like this. I am aligned with the presence of God within. I am protected by God's love, wisdom, knowledge, and grace. The God consciousness within helps me discover more about who I am. Thank you, God, for the gift of spiritual discernment. Thank you, God, for aligning my conscious, subconscious, and superconscious minds. And that's the prayer. And that's the amen. Thank you, God, for aligning my conscious, subconscious, and superconscious mind. And so as I was going through schools, I would have stuff come up as I would have, you know, it was like every day I am aligned with the presence of God within. Right. I love that first statement. Boom. If that's all you said, I am aligned with the presence of God within. I am protected by God's love, wisdom, knowledge, and grace. It's like, wow, if you're going into any situation, you are armed up knowing God is with you. It's like an internal armor helping protect you. Right. It's an awesome, awesome prayer. And Dave, we'll have, will we have both of those in show notes? Uh, I've got the link for, uh, it's uh, show 94, Spiritual Prescription. Was there another another episode, the, the interview? No, that's the one. No, I, think that, I think that's good. I think okay. that's good to have that one. Just so people can go back and listen to it, because that, that is an amazing prayer. Yeah, that was, that was from uh, April of 2020. Wow. Yeah. We're really going back in yeah. time. Yeah, great spiritual prescription. The other one I use, I'll just mention it, because um, it's it's a prayer and it's also an affirmation, but I want to give you several to think about, and you'll find your own, I'm sure, but feel free to use any of these, because a friend and I together were doing a class, and we came up with this one. It was using the word Christ, C-H-R-I-S-T. Dave, what's it called when you have a letter and then you put another word it's out an, beside it? An acronym? Oh, okay. I always get that word mixed up. Is that right? Acronym. Okay, Acron- yeah. Okay, no. I always want to See, call it a palindrome or something. No, palindrome are words that are spelled the same forwards right. and backwards. Exactly. I know it's wrong, but I <laughs> it's like it's in my mind the wrong way. So I need to pray it. I need to take that to prayer. <laughs> yeah, an acronym, an abbreviated abbreviation form from the initial letters of words and pronounced right, so, like a word. Yeah, so... so uh, well, I'll give you this one, and then we'll end with our beautiful prayer of faith. But um, using the word Christ, C-H-R-I-S-T, we had this affirmation, Christ heals and reveals, I am silently trusting. Christ heals and reveals, I am silently trusting. And that one also comes up if I if I have like all of a sudden a little worry about something. It's like it just comes to my thoughts automatically. And so the reason we talk about a prayer practice and for you to memorize a prayer is to have it. It's like having. Um, uh, so I had a, a friend over the other day and um, 
she went to start her truck and it didn't start. And so I had to go look in my toolbox to see what tools I had to fix the problem, right? That's just what you do. Do I have jumper cables? Do I have a thing to clean off, you know, battery acid, weird stuff? What do I have? So when life happens, you've got to have the right tool in your toolbox. And for me, having the right prayer for the right situation is super important. It's really important for me. I, friends, I don't have the luxury of just getting pissed off at somebody. <laughs> I can't just mouth off at one of my con- a congregation members and expect to have a job the next day. <laughs> so I use prayers to calm my mind. I use prayers to, you know, right the ship when I'm getting off track or lessening my anxiety or pulling me out of sadness. Like I use prayer like uh, most people use Advil. Right. So that it is something I use every single day. So my, my hope is I'm talking about this is if it's not one of these that, <clears throat> excuse me, you'll find one of your own that's going to really be, you know, like an anchor for you. Christ heals and reveals. I am silently trusting. The light of God surrounds me. The love of God enfolds me. You know, one of those prayers. And then I bet as you look back over your own journey, you're going to find your journey with prayer has been up and down. There were times that you were praying every day. Maybe there were times you even discipled other people, or maybe you were scared to pray. And what I want you to know is God is always there with you, among you, enfolding you, surrounding you, and is awaiting your coming home to yourself through prayer. This is our hope for you. So we'll end today with the prayer of faith. God is my help in every need. God does my every hunger feed. He walks beside me, guides my way through every moment of the day. I now am wise. I now am true, patient, kind, and loving too. All things I am can do and be through Christ the truth that lives in me. God is my help. That's funny. God is my help. I can't be sick. God is my strength and failing quick. God is my all. I know no fear since God and love and truth are here. Amen. So we thank you for joining us today, dear friends. Thank you for all your support. Our prayers are with you. Blessings on the journey, dear friend, and we'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Authentic Spiritual Journey here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com slash support. The Authentic Spiritual Journey is copyright 2022, Cynthia Alice Anderson, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission from RR Hot Publishing. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios. Thank you for listening to the show today, dear friends. I'm always happy to have you along the journey. 
If you're seeking deeper work, though, I'm going to invite you into one-on-one coaching with me. In my coaching work, I get to glean from my over 30 years of experience of working with individuals and leaders in the community on their spiritual journey. So I have a wealth of information that will help you along the journey, and it will be supportive. It will be supportive of your dreams, goals, and desires, but it will also be confrontive because I am going to help you confront those limiting patterns and beliefs and help you break through those aspects and move into looking at life in a more holistic way. So even though it will be confrontive and at times even challenging, you will learn to grow, you will learn to prosper, and you will evolve into the person you have always wanted to be. Friends, the answers lie within you, and I am so honored to help empower you to live that truth and that goodness in the world. If you want to learn more about coaching with me, simply go to CynthiaAllisanderson.com and go to the coaching section for more information. That's CynthiaAllisanderson.com and go to coaching. And I'll be happy to set up a one-on-one call so we can discuss how I can best support your journey. Thanks again for joining me today, dear friend, and blessings on the journey.